Welcome to Crump Insights, exploring timely life insurance and retirement planning topics for today's forward-thinking financial professionals. In this episode, we'll discuss InsureTech's role in today's life insurance industry. I'm Brian Bushlack, your host for this series and an active life and health insurance producer. Joining us, Ken Lebo, CEO of InsureTech Express. Well, Ken, thanks for joining us. First off, what is the current state of InsureTech today? Well, it really has been exploding the last couple of years. I mean, like FinTech did like five plus years ago. I read a lot of these Deloitte reports, you know, there's like 1,600 InsureTech companies in the U.S. and they have 45% of the global market and billions of dollars, billions being like up to about five billions a year being like invested in these insurance tech companies. But I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, a lot of it, the benefits are in the PNC space, but in the life insurance space, I mean, there has been advancement. A lot more solutions have been rolling out by insured tech companies. The costs are lower and there's been faster adoption. The COVID's had a lot to do with that in the last year and a half, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of, that was my next question is, you know, the impact of the pandemic on InsureTech and how will it shape the industry as we continue? You know, we keep talking about moving out of this COVID environment, but it continues. Where are we at here <laughs> and what does it look like in, in you know, going forward? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're, uh, I think, you know, they keep talking about the new norm and the world has changed and I think it's kind of changed forever and I mean, uh, we're going to be in some type of new environment, but I mean, obviously it's disrupted, right? The business environment, social preferences, you know, I mean, out of that came new business models. I mean, everyone now is digital. They seem to have omni-channel access. And, but I could tell you one thing, new customer acquisition has definitely gone up because imagine you're being, you're locked down, your life and health are in danger. So I think your insurance priorities definitely go up, you know, and, and so I think it's kind of done awakening. So the insurance business and sales have grown on the life insurance side. You know, I can't speak about other lines of business, but InsureTech's made that hot, you know, made that possible as far as with customer engagement and AI with being able to work remotely and doing quoting and self-service and applying and underwriting for insurance and issuing policies and Digital insurance and self-service has been around pre-COVID because if you look at the 72 million millennials between 21 and 45 years old, you know, they're starting families, they're getting better jobs and things like that as they're moving through their career. You look at that demographic and they still maintain the agent ecosystem. They still need insurance. Theoretically, it's still sold and not bought, right? That's the cliche. But I could tell you this, that these millennials, they want to try to do as much as they can self-service and then when they need help, then ask the advisor to do that. But because everyone, because of COVID and being locked down and, and, not, and wanting to be contactless, obviously that's accelerated. So I used to term EBGAs and e-retailers have really popped up with these consumer facing solutions while still being part of the, the whole ecosystem. So, yeah. Yeah. What role do you see the analytics and the artificial intelligence or AI playing in InsureTech? Well, let me tell you a couple of things. One is let me talk about underwriting because, you know, everyone thinks that AI and underwriting, it was more of a back office function, but now you're seeing it more you know, closer to the front office experience because you can have these ordering in the digital, digital point of sales process. 
You can order electronic health records and your scripts and everything and go into a scoring system and the decision engine. And so with predictive analytics and you know, not all of it's instant issues. Some of it's accelerated underwriting, but AI plays a big role in that digital point of sale. Also, not just in the straight through processing on that, but also you see products like, you know, John Hancock's Vitality, which is kind of the pay as you live product, you know, like your consumer health and wellness, you get rewarded with cheaper premiums, right? That kind of thing. But two things that were really cool that I saw last year, one was around prior to last year, but the first thing is just want to give you two really cool examples where AI is being used. One is if you ever, like if you have an iPhone or something, ever use Shazam, like you're sitting in a restaurant and you hear music and you're like, wow, who's singing that song or what song is that? Well, Veris last year, they're a, a tech company partnered with a, an underwriting call center, MRS, Research Services, and they're doing like uh, part two underwriting questions to clients. And based on when they answer the tobacco question, they have an AI tool that tells you, with 85% accuracy, tells you if they're a tobacco user. So that's pretty cool. And another thing with AI is Dronaya, which is another tech company. Let's say an advisor does a policy review with their client once a year, right? And any life event, you know, they get married, they have children or whatever that may change their insurance needs. Well, what um, Janaya has this algorithm that looks at, it takes your client database, but it's compliant. They don't capture any personal information and they look at your behavioral data. So if your client went online and they applied for a mortgage, well, they, that means they may be buying a house and they need more life insurance. So this this what they call lead intelligence. And it's not, you know, it's nothing new because it's really a copycat of what Amazon does. You know, you go out and you buy a code on Amazon and it says, Hey, people who bought a code also bought a hat and gloves. You know, we recommend this, or you buy a smartphone, well, it's a case and earbuds. Well, it's the same type of concept. And so that's being used a lot too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. The dynamic when looking at big tech versus insure tech versus traditional insurers, what key differentiators set insure tech apart? Well, all I know is this, the way that when you look at the big tech companies, the Googles, the Facebooks and stuff, they've already started like investing in like digital health initiatives, right? For like health insurance. I know Google has a subsidiary. They own an insurance company that provides tech-driven employer health insurance plans. And, and Amazon and Google, you know, this John Hancock thing, I think on the wearables, they've all, and Apple have all gotten involved with John Hancock. So I don't know the full answer. And you know, big tech companies are now forming different strategies for insurance industry. So for me, I think two, one of two things are going to happen. Either, again, they're going to complement these carriers and offer complementary solutions that help with the risk assessment and et cetera on the insurance side, or they're going to try to get into the vertical. So the insure tech companies, they win either way, right? Because we always say disruption in technology, whether it's regulation in Washington on the insurance products, or it's just, you know, new types of big tech and carriers and others that need to integrate or work together, or they come up with new types of solutions. If you're an insured tech company, that's all business for you. I'll, I'll be frank with you. So there's no slowing down, but there, but it is evolving. So. Yeah, boy, interesting times. Now, why is it vital for financial professionals 
to stay on top of these technology trends? Yeah, I'd say this is probably your easiest question, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is number one is to be competitive, right? I mean, this is, you know, technology and process improvement and progress. This is something you could have asked this question 30 years ago. It would be the same type of answers. Also to reduce your costs, right? Providing better service and today connecting with trading partners and your clients. I do a lot of consulting with advisors and carriers and distributors and vendors. And one thing I tell my advisors are when you go out and you buy a CRM and you buy a marketing tool, for example, if you look at HubSpot or Oracle, I'm just giving two examples of some big companies that offer that kind of those kind of solutions. They now have engagement in social media with the clients, right? And a way to market through social media or to track analytics around what they're doing and what they're clicking on and what you're advertising and things like that. So, I mean, if you really want to be for customer acquisition, to be able to compete and do it faster and be really able to communicate with your, you know, your customers, then um, being on top of the of technology is critical all the way around. So, yeah. What's the roadmap look like now as we move forward here in 2022? Maybe talk about, you know, new tools on the horizon. You touched on a few there that are not currently in play. What are we going to see coming here for the industry? Some things I have that may be a little further out than like the next 12 to 24 months and some and some may be closer. I mean, I see blockchain. I know this is kind of behind the scenes playing a bigger role, like contracting and commissions and with claims processing, which is good for preventing fraud and getting paid faster and, and tracking payments and, and accelerating contracts and things like that. That's going to be sooner than later playing a bigger role behind the scenes. And that impacts everybody in the in the value chain, right? And then I definitely see all this underwriting EHR stuff as that's starting to replace APSs, electronic health records over APSs. But one thing that I like to look at is the fact that you'll see embedded insurance. And what that means is, and that's and that that these are projects happening now. I promise not to be too technical, but if you ever hear the word API which stands for Application Programming Interface, is just a way that two software intermediaries, applications can talk to each other very easily and quickly. So imagine you're a bank and you have a client, okay? And whatever dashboard or or you're doing a loan, you know, with a client at a bank, you click a button and automatically you're, you're quoting and you're applying for insurance. Or you're a carrier and you're working on an underwriting in your underwriting workbench. You need to order electronic health records, which typically is a third-party service. But having that being embedded into their workflow and being able to do that, those types of things are happening right now. Things further uh, in the future, this is not science fiction, So, but I know it's going to start to happen in five years from now. It's this XR extended reality stuff that's metaverse that Facebook and Zuckerberg are doing, right? I know you hear of augmented reality and virtual reality and mixed reality. I'm not here to educate you on what all that means. But from a business perspective, it's a new way to interface with people for training or face-to-face with your client, but still being remote, not using Zoom, but actually putting on a pair of goggles and and it's a different way to interface. And then even uh, doing, for underwriters, doing risk assessment, underwriters, can use this kind of technology to create simulations as they're trying to create and price products and things like that with actuaries and all that. So these are the types of things. So some are like really happening and some are further out, 
The last thing I want to mention is uh, another term that you may hear. It's a term used in the PMC world called telematics. Like if you're, you know, you're driving your car and for auto insurance, if you're a safe driver, you know, record your driving habits and it lowers your premium. Well, we already mentioned about vitality and, and your wellness and stuff for like on John Hancock. So this telematics of other types of devices, maybe capturing your data and being used in real time to really help underwrite you and that pay as you go type uh, products that can lower your premiums or maybe in some cases raises your premium. You know, I see that also down the road happening maybe sooner than later. Yeah, it's an interesting time. While I have you a bonus question, because as a insurance producer, a financial advisor who's been in the business for, let's say, 20 years, uh, maybe right. some going back even further than that, but let's just pick 20 years. You've heard this over and over over the years. Things are going to change. This is coming. And let's be honest, most advisors were like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right? I mean, this was this was way out there. But today it's here and it's real. And we just saw it in the midst of a global pandemic. We saw a gigantic change in the industry, literally in our world overnight, right? And so everything yeah. you tell us here as producers, as advisors, it's the real deal. And there's no more, we're going to kick the can down the road or I'll be retired by then. I mean, it's happening now. And I know the carriers have seen this um, and they're on board. So this is the real deal. Yeah, this is, I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah. And you know what? If you're happy, people, People are creatures of habit, right? And if everyone is buying everything online and they're doing their banking online and they're doing their shopping online and they're doing their research online and you know using and using apps and even senior advisors that are in the older demographic that have been around a long time, I would say that some of the earlier solution technology platforms were scary. You had to be trained on it, right? They weren't as intuitive. And therefore, it's like, hey, I need to focus my time on selling. I can't be learning a bunch of software applications. But now if it's embedded in their, in their ecosystem or environment, if it's, if it's on their dashboard, it's on their phone, it's on their tablets, on their laptop, and it's just the way they quote and apply and communicate with their clients and all those things talk to each other, they'll see that they can handle a larger clientele, do it faster and easier and the learning curve is shorter because it just it just kind of all works seamlessly. And so I think that today we're on a really good path for faster adoption into that world. And like we said, it's going to be necessary and it is really happening. So, yeah, and I thought that was a great point, too, about today's consumer, not only millennials. We've used millennials as the example for for. Well, all feels like a millennium now, but for at least the last 10 years, right, where, you know, the millennials, they're going to want this. They're going to want that. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. Well, now it's not only the millennials, okay? It's boomers. It's Gen X. It's everybody, to your point, how they shop, how they interact. And I thought it was a great point that, you know, it's not all digital. It's not all, you know, the bots that are handling this, but people want to start that process anonymously, right? Even though it's not, yes. they want to be able to search it. They want to be able to research it. They want to be able to engage in that process. And then when they get stuck or they're ready to ask that question, 
you got to have somebody there. So real people still play a huge role in this, but I mean, you got to get them on that path, right? Yeah. And wouldn't you think that, so if I'm an advisor and I used to be years ago, I don't do principal production anymore, that if I was the one that had all of that educational material on my website and I'm able to provide that out to those that want to do the self-research and then have an easy way, what we used to call a microservice or a micro, what we call a microsite, where from there they can easily transition into now getting more, contacting the advisor, contacting me or, or go ahead and starting a quote, you know, and then maybe applying for insurance and things like that. So it would be advantageous that instead of them going to some other place far away, you know, from third party site to get that education, that if you offer that education, which are really some really cool tools, content, what we call content management tools for your customers that could really walk through and get educated on insurance and everything, the different types of products, retirement products, et cetera, that you're selling. And then from there, seamlessly click a button and then and go to the next step. So I, you know, that would make the most sense if I'm out there selling. Well, it's great advice and tremendous insight, Ken. We appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it as well. Crump Life Insurance Services, a leading third-party distributor and service provider of insurance and retirement products, is part of Truist Insurance Holdings Incorporated, the seventh largest insurance broker in the world. Crump supports the distribution of life insurance, annuities, long-term care, linked benefits, disability, and health products with the industry's premier sales and back office support and technology services. Marketing under the following brands, Crump, Truist Life Insurance Services, Risk Rider, TELUS, and Time. Source, Business Insurance Magazine, using 2019 brokerage revenue generated, 2020 issue. For financial professional use only, not intended for use in solicitation of sales to the public. Not intended to recommend the use of any product or strategy for any particular client or class of clients. For use with non-registered products only. Crump operates under the license of Crump Life Insurance Services Incorporated. Arkansas license number 1001031477. Products and programs offered through Crump are not approved for use in all states. Copyright 2022, Crump Life Insurance Services Incorporated.